We want to welcome everyone to the podcast. We call this From the Preacher Study. My name is Bob Hutto. I'm the preacher here at the Oak Mountain Church of Christ. My colleague and friend and brother, uh, Kevin Clark, uh, we've been doing this podcast for quite a while now. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what number podcast this is, but no we've been doing it for quite a while. And it's we feel like it's been going mm-hmm. well and, and been productive and profitable. We get lots of good, encouraging we comments do. from people and yeah. uh, just... Uh, kind of invigorates us and it just it does make us think that we're getting the word out there and right. we're reaching people people are listening and interested and that helps us that's very encouraging right. and we appreciate all those all those comments if you've got your bible out or mm-hmm. uh on your phone or 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 the book itself or if you're just in a place where you can listen we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 6 in this session of our podcast we've been working our way through the sermon on the mount We've talked about the Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about being the light of the world yeah. and the salt of the earth. Talked a little bit about our righteousness exceeding the righteousness mm-hmm. of the Pharisees. And mm-hmm. Jesus gives several examples of that. You know, control your emotion, control your desire, be a trustworthy, dependable person, mm-hmm. love your friend and enemy alike. And then in chapter six, we're going to transition a little bit here in the first part of that chapter. And so I want everybody to join us and listen closely to what we have to say. Amen. Hopefully that we can say some things that are beneficial. Yeah, this teaching is very, very uh, practical. Uh, it discusses how we ought to approach life, how we are to be. And I hope that everybody's taking these lessons and not only understanding them, but applying them to our lives and asking ourselves the very honest question, are we the kind of people who are described by Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount? And if we're not, we need to repent in those areas where we're not. Uh, so we're very thankful to have this opportunity to do this teaching. We talked about the benefit to the audience, but the, we benefit ourselves. I know I have oh, benefited absolutely. by going through the study, and these things are in my mind. They come up from time to time as I think through the decisions I have to make in life. So always good to study God's Word, and we're very thankful for this platform. Of course, when we talk about the platform, we can't help but talk about our two deacons, Jason Reed and Mark Townsend, who help us uh, with this platform, but for their efforts, we would not be able to do this. So so very thankful that we have this uh, technology, that we can reach so many souls, not only in this city, in this state, in this country, but across the world. For all of you that are listening, thank you for tuning in, and thank you for supporting the program. So this is kingdom teaching. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the king, and and we want to be citizens in his kingdom. We're, right. we're his subjects. And so he's describing for us what the ideal citizen should mm-hmm. be. And so in chapter 6, transitions to a little bit a little bit different idea, but in mm-hmm. some ways very similar to what he's been talking about up to this point. Right. First one simply says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven, which serves as sort of an, an introduction to mm-hmm. uh, the remainder of the passage. Right. And so he's going to talk about our, our motive in mm-hmm. doing right, right. Yeah. things and doing yeah. righteous things. He's, he's going to talk about our motive in doing those things. And so in, in, in you know, the, the fact that he's continuing to talk about the inner man right. and the spirit right. and the mind is similar to what he's been talking mm-hmm. about before. Mm-hmm. And so he's been talking about to being poor in spirit and, and mourning and being meek and so forth. Then he talks about controlling your emotions, mm-hmm. like anger, for example, right. controlling your desire, mm-hmm. uh, like lust, for mm-hmm. example. And now it's motive. And so right. control your emotions, control your desire, make sure that your motives are what they ought to be. And so he's still talking about developing that inner man, mm-hmm. that inner character, the mind or the spirit, 
or, or uh, the, you know, those kinds of ideas. It, it is really a higher calling because you start out, in my version, New King James Version, says take heed that you do your charitable deeds before men. And many people would say the mere fact that you're doing charitable deeds is sufficient. You're doing right. good things. You're benefiting others. And yet the Lord says, no, that's not enough. we got to go a layer deeper. Why did you do those things? It's that's not right. sufficient to do them. Right. you got to do them for the right that's reason. That's right. And so that, that takes us back to chapter 5 where he talks right. about your righteousness must exceed that right. of the the scribes and the Pharisees. And right. so they may have had that attitude. Well, mm-hmm. you know, as long as I'm doing right, right things, right. that's sufficient. Well, no, you've got to go beyond that mm-hmm. and do not just the right things, but the right things in the right way yeah. with the right motive. That's right. And so God sees the heart. We know mm-hmm. that. Remember mm-hmm. uh, First Samuel chapter 16, verse mm-hmm. 7, mm-hmm. Uh, God doesn't look on the outward appearance, right. but God looks at the heart. And so he right. knows what our motives are, what our mm-hmm. attitude, and what we're trying to what we're truly trying to accomplish in, in doing religious things. That's and right. In this particular case, he focuses on giving alms mm-hmm. and praying mm-hmm. and fasting. All right. This first statement in verse 1 has two parts. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Right, and so there's right. the warning. Yeah. Here's a danger. You need to watch out for this. Mm-hmm. You need to be on guard that uh, you don't, you're not doing your righteous deeds, your mm-hmm. good deeds, with the wrong motive, to be seen of men. And then there's the consequence. If you Mm -hmm, do, mm -hmm. you have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. And so the danger and the consequence Mm -hmm. of falling prey to that danger. Right. And so don't do your righteous deeds before men to be seen by them. Is Jesus saying, I want you to be a secret disciple? No, no, not at all. In fact, the key is, is to be seen by them. Going back to what we've been talking about, motive. Uh, as you do charitable deeds, people are going to see that, and that's fine, and the prohibition is not against that. It is, why are you doing that? So you could have two people who, from all practical appearances, seem to be doing the same thing. One of them could be approved by God. One right. of them disapproved. Why? Because one of them is doing it for the right reason, to benefit those who he's helping because he loves them, and he's showing the love of God. This other person's doing it because he wants people to see him. But from all outward appearances, we see two right. men doing the same thing. Right. And that's what you're talking about. God knows the heart. Right. And we know the hearts if we're examining them accurately. We know our own hearts. A good illustration of that is Luke chapter 21. Mm-hmm, you might have mm-hmm, thought about mm-hmm, this and mm-hmm. already, but Luke chapter 21, Mark, Mark chapter 12 contains right. the same uh, account. But Luke 21 verse 1, Jesus looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury, mm-hmm. and he saw a poor widow putting in two small copper coins. And he said, Truly I say to you, this poor widow put in more than all of them, for they all out of their surplus put into mm-hmm. the offering, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had to live on. Right. So here's a woman willing to give up. She doesn't have much, right. but she's willing to give what she had. And one point of that is that Jesus saw her exactly. do that. Right. Right. She didn't hide that. She right. tried to cover it up. Right. Uh, there were, as I understand it, boxes around the temple area right. where people could put money in, and it was collected for the poor. That's right. And so... Um, Jesus is not saying, doesn't condemn her no. for giving money, doing a charitable deed, and right. being seen. Right, right. She's doing, a, he commends her. He does. And so the, you know, the prohibition is not uh, against doing righteous things and being seen. In right. fact, earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, exactly. it says you're the light of exactly. the world. Exactly, right, right. And so let's just take a look at that. Yeah. Uh, that's Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, mm-hmm. especially verse 16. Exactly. Let yeah. your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works uh-huh. 
and glorify your Father. Now, there, there's the there difference. it is. Yeah, right. Uh, the one is, you know, you see, you do your good work so that men may glorify you. Right, right. And this is you. You shine your light so that men can see your good works and glorify the Father. That's so right. There's a, a huge difference between those Absolutely. two. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you made that distinction. Sometimes people do get uh, confused about this and think, well, the Lord's telling me not to do things publicly, do things privately. No, that's not what he's saying at all. It's the motivation. It's the heart. Why are you doing the things that you're doing? And you're going to do things that other people are going to see, other people are going to hear about, other people are going to talk about it. The question is, what is your motivation? Are you trying to glorify God or are you trying to glorify self? Right. Another good example of doing something in public and people seeing that, Acts chapter 27. Mm-hmm, so this mm-hmm. is Paul on, <clears throat> on, on board the ship going to Rome. You remember there's the storm and mm-hmm. they eventually are shipwrecked. But at one point, Paul advises them to take something to eat. And so mm-hmm. they haven't eaten for a good while. And so he encourages them, you know, we need to eat something. And then in verse 35, he says, Having said this, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of all. Mm-hmm. And broke it and began to eat. And all of them were encouraged, and they themselves took food. And mm-hmm. so Paul Paul didn't hide his righteous deeds. He didn't hide his mm-hmm. prayer. In, in fact, he prayed in the presence of all, and they saw him do it. Now, his motive was not, hey, I want the congratulations from men. Right. right. He's actually thankful to God, and he's leading, you know, maybe just at least proving to be a good example, but, you know, leading the way mm-hmm. in expressing that gratitude. Look at Acts 14. Here's another example of something being done in public. Acts 14, Paul's at Lystra, and he heals a man who could not walk. He didn't have any strength in his feet. He was lame from his mother's womb. And uh, Paul heals him. Verse 10, he said, with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. He lipped up and began to walk. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they saw it. Mm -hmm. He didn't try to hide it or he didn't try to conceal his actions they saw it and then when they tried to heap praise upon paul mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he refused it I did, yeah. and so you see that down in verse 15 mm-hmm. uh, they were going to worship sacrifice to That's paul right. and he said men why are you doing these things we're also men of the same nature as you and mm-hmm. preach the gospel to you that you should turn from these vain things to the living god and so paul paul didn't try to conceal what he was doing right he was he was public about it. He was mm-hmm. open about it. Mm-hmm. When people tried to congratulate him or he praised on him, he turned that away. Right, right. And of course, put the focus and attention on God, who gave him the ability to do those things. Absolutely. And so, you know, we we don't want to be secret disciples. Right, right. We want to be open about our faith and about the way we live. And our motive in doing that mm-hmm. is so that people can come to glorify God. That's right. Yeah, in fact, what you were saying about how Paul reacted, you see that all throughout the scriptures with godly people. Uh, Joseph, when it came to his ability to interpret dreams, gave God the glory uh, and deflected it from himself. Daniel did the same thing, deflected the glory to God and away from himself. Peter does in Acts chapter 3 when he said, why do you look at us as if by our own godliness we have made this man uh, heal? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so again, godly people recognize misplaced praise and they deflect it up to God as it belongs. But they're still doing things in a manner that other people can see. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that based you know, on that. You know, everybody likes to be congratulated. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes a pat on the back. Sure. You know, those kind of things. But if we're not careful, right. you know, that you know, we that beca- that becomes our focus. You know, wh- how am I going to impress others? What that's are they right. going to think of me? That's right. And that kind of thing. And so that's what Jesus is criticizing mm-hmm. here. We just have to check ourselves. 
make sure that that's not our motivation. You know, and, and one of the things I think about along those lines that can help us with that is it's not only doing the deeds, but how we talk about the deeds, you know, make a, a, a habit maybe of just not talking about yourself a whole lot. And that doesn't mean that it's wrong or anything of that nature, right. but the less you're talking about the things you've done, the less likely you are to fall prey to this kind of dynamic, right? right? So if you're a person who's given to talking about others or talking about other ideas, well, then you're not going to be as tempted to talk about, hey, look what I'm doing. And, and, right. and, and sometimes you can catch yourselves, you're about to say something, you say, okay, why am I saying this? Like, okay, that's they're trying to get some praise. Okay, I'm going to put that behind. Right. I'm not going to talk about that. Let's talk about something else. Right. In the natural course of conversation, sometimes it will sometimes come up that, yeah, that's right. that we, we, we did something good for that's someone. Right. That's right, and that's and fine. That's not, what we're, right. that's not what we're trying to advise against. But, again, it gets back to that to the motive. Right. We call that blowing your own horn. That's it. Yeah, yeah so, we see that, that right leads here. leads us right into the very next, <laughs> next statement, verse 2. So when you give thanks to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they, so that they may be honored by men. Mm-hmm. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. When you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving will be in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will mm-hmm. reward you. Mm-hmm. And so he talks about, giving alms, doing charitable deeds, being generous with the poor, mm-hmm. just like the widow we talked about a little bit ago. That's right. And again, you don't do that in order to be seen of men. He he exposes them as hypocrites. Right, he criticizes right. them as hypocrites. Now, I don't know if this is true. You'd have to think about it. But I heard somebody say one time, and I've wondered about it through the years, and the idolatry is the big sin of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't worship idols. Mm-hmm. Don't go. Hypocrisy is the big sin of the New Testament. Right, right. Lots of and that, yeah. and you know mm-hmm. you, you have to check that. You know, right. That might be one of those things that uh, sounds good, may not hundred percent accurate, <laughs> but hypocrisy is is mentioned. Many you know, times, it's yeah. a hypocrisy is the all of us are inconsistent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We all make mistakes. We slip up sometimes. Mm-hmm. All of us. I don't know that that's hypocrisy. No, right, right. It's pretending to be something that you're, you're not. not. Exactly. Right. It's putting on a show. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not just the, incons- the occasional inconsistency or right. slip. It's um, putting yourself forward as one thing mm-hmm. when really you're something else, right. or pretending with these people to be this right. and with those people you're something that's else. That's right. And so it's playing a role mm-hmm. that. You, 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 it's it's playing a role like an mm-hmm. actor would pr- play a role. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody appreciates a hypocrite. No, not at all. I thought about David and his situation with Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. You know, Nathan says, you know, David, one of the things that's so bad about what you did right. is you've given the enemy an opportunity to criticize. That's right. To criticize yeah. us. That's a paraphrase, mm-hmm, of course, but mm-hmm. I think that captures the idea. Right. Well, that's that's hypocrisy, isn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. If we're hypocrites. If we are truly just playing a role mm-hmm. for the sake of appearances with people, but others know we're really something else. Right. Okay, you're we're we're giving people ammunition mm-hmm. to use against the faith. Mm-hmm. And that's a terrible thing. Absolutely. You know, Matthew twenty three is probably one of the most yeah. scathing denunciations that Jesus gave anybody, and of course that was to uh, the scribes and Pharisees, and it was based on hypocrisy. And one of the points he makes is 
they say certain things and they do totally different things. And, and it wasn't an occasional slip up. It was a way of life. And so yeah. we should not have a way of life where we say one thing and we do something else consistently. Well, that shows that we're a hypocrite. We need to live by the message or live up to the message we preach. I think that's why Paul told Timothy in First Timothy 4.16, take heed unto yourself and to the doctrine for in doing this, you'll save both yourself and those who hear you. We've got to be careful as messengers of God's word, whether we're preachers or everyday Christians, that we're living consistent with the message that we're sharing, right? Because if we're not, you're absolutely right. right. It gives all kinds of fodder for the opposition to say, you're not legit. Right. You're a hypocrite. You don't even believe what you're saying because you right. don't practice it. Right. A lot of damage has been done yeah. to the cause, yeah. to the Lord's cause through hypocrisy. Absolutely. And I'm sure it will continue, but, yeah. but we really need to give that some thought. Do we want to stand before God in Judgment Day and be, you know, be the, the, the reason, the source right. for people's criticism uh, of the gospel? And so hypocrisy, very serious thing. Mm -hmm. These particular people right. were pretending to be, you know, we, we care for the poor. We want to reach out to them. We want to help them how, how we can. We want to be generous with them. When really all along, they didn't care that much about the poor. Right. They just knew that that would bring them a lot of adulation right. from others. Right. And so right. they're pretending to be one thing when there's something else. And that's... It's just hypocrisy. Right. And Jesus just, he, he just, he won't stand for it. Amen. And so uh, one of the points he makes is if you do these things in order to be seen of men and you are seen of men and they do congratulate that's you, your reward. that's your reward. Yeah, now, exactly. You've got a reward, <laughs> but that's paid in full because you're not going to get any reward yeah. with your father no credit who's in God. heaven. That's, that's right. right. That's right. So, yeah. It's stamp paid in full. And that's that's it. Don't don't be expecting anything from the Father. You know, underlying that too is the sense of we ought to live to please God, and to do that, we're we're living for delayed gratification because you're not going to hear right now, "Well right. done, thou good and faithful servant." That's down the road. By faith, we believe we will hear this one day, but we're not going to hear it now. And so, the Christian has to be self-controlled enough to know I'm waiting for a reward from my Father in heaven. He's going to give it that's to right. me, just not now. The uh, quadruple zeros are, are flashing at us there, Kevin, and we're, we're, at, we're out of we're time. Out of time yeah. But one thing that we would might say in closing is that the Bible does place an emphasis on being generous oh, and yeah, sharing absolutely. what we've it got. Does. And right. if we have what we need and more, there are others who don't have what they need, be willing to to share with them and try to alleviate their need. And so right. that that's an important point to make as well. But be careful what your motives are. Right. And so exactly make sure right. that we... Our motive is consistent with our practice. Our Amen. practice is consistent with our motive. That's right. We appreciate everybody joining us today. We hope so. we've said some things that are beneficial, thought-provoking, maybe help us to think about our motives, our attitudes about things. And if we need to make a correction, make some correction. We, we can do that. That's right. We're going to always close with a word of prayer. So, sure. Kevin, will you lead us? Yeah. Let's bow our heads. Hey, gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you so very thankful that you've seen fit to Give us the breath of life today that you provide so many things for us that make life sustainable on this planet. So very thankful for food, clothing, and shelter, and all the many blessings you've showered upon us, blessings that we're undeserving of, but that are ours nonetheless. We thank you for the rule of law that we live under, especially in this country. Uh, we thank you for the standard of living that we enjoyed, so many things. But most especially, we thank you for uh, the opportunity we have to be called children of yours, to have our sins washed away in the blood of your Son, to be reconciled back to you and to be a part of your church. So very thankful that Jesus made that great sacrifice that was the only way that we can have fellowship with you. And we enjoy that and appreciate that and know that uh, that is uh, it gives meaning and purpose to our lives. So we're so very thankful for that. 
We're thankful for your word that really is a lamp unto our feet, that lights our path, that tells us how we should walk, how we should live, how we should see the world. And it's just what a wonderful blessing to have your mind revealed to us in a way that we can understand it and obey it and live it and, and build our whole lives around it. We've been really enjoying the opportunity to sit at the feet of your son uh, through the Sermon on the Mount that's recorded in Matthew. And we really appreciate that teaching that goes to the core of who we are. And we ask that you would continue to be with us to give us the courage to look into these teachings of our Lord and to examine what they say and to apply them to our lives and to find, if we do find that we come up short, that we make the, the necessary changes. Uh, we are very mindful of this particular lesson about why we do the things that we do, especially in the context of doing charitable deeds. And as we made the point during the podcast itself, it's not enough that we do good things. It's not enough that we help other people. It's not enough that we're there for the suffering of others. But you call us to have the right motivation, the right heart, the right motive. And please help us to examine ourselves and to see how we are doing the things and why we're doing the things that we do. We can have uh, the assistance of the scriptures that reveal unto us, according to Hebrews 4.12, the thoughts and the intents of our heart. And so let us use the scriptures to examine ourselves and to see whether we have the proper attitude, ultimately coming down to two basic fundamental attitudes, loving you with our heart, mind, and soul, and loving our neighbor as ourselves. And so please help us to, one, be involved in charitable deeds. Certainly that's a part of the expression of your love for our fellow man that we must engage in. But please help us to make sure that as we're doing these things, we're not doing it to draw attention to ourselves. We're not doing it for the praise of man. We're not doing it to be glorified ourselves, but rather to bring glory and honor to you as the source of everything that is good in our lives. And so if we have that attitude, then much good will be done for your kingdom and we can be enlightened to others and they will praise and glorify you as is the case and should be the case. Thank you for this avenue that we have whereby we can preach and teach your word and share it with so many people, not just in the confines of the Birmingham area or the state of Alabama or even the United States, but all across the world. And we're so very thankful so many of the people who tune in. Bless each and every one of them for taking the time to listen to and to hear and study and think upon and meditate upon spiritual things. We know that your word is a blessing to all of those individuals. And please help them to continue to hunger and thirst for righteousness and hunger and thirst for what we're offering here, which ultimately is your word. Please be with us that we present the word uh, in all of its integrity and accuracy and that we don't uh, overlay it with our own thoughts and opinions, but truly uh, bring out the divine truth that's contained within these words. We ask thy blessings on us all and on this program. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.